so people could come watch this today and tweet it and everything. That's so, so awesome. So thank you guys for always taking care of each other. Um, we don't have a lot of time today, so what we're gonna do is, we're just gonna take questions, so light up at the microphones, uh, and without further ado, I would like to introduce the cast of Critical Role. Stage from. There we go. There we go. Hi. Hey. Um. Wow. Super. 
I'm Tim. I'm from North Germany, Q. So, welcome. Uh, so I heard that Matt got a lot of questions yesterday. So tell us.
I didn't mean like you did it easy one because it's not easy playing with these idiots. Uh, no, especially with the arms race that we've had where we just kind of keep topping each other. Yeah, yeah. Attempting to. Um, no, I, I think things like Honey Heist or Crash Pandas is good for people who, um, like the that young woman was just asking, that might be nervous about DMing um, and want to take a try at running a role-playing game without a book, a textbook full of rules. <laughs> it's like homework. Yeah, I'm, 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 and I'm thinking of like stuff I'd recommend that's like more complex, which is not necessarily what you're going for. If you, if you want a different flavor, but you don't want to get like heavy like vampire, but you kind of like the vampire system, Changeling the Dreaming can be a lot of fun. That's it's, it's vampires with like happy weird fairies and it's really cool and it's like that would be crazy. That's, that would be mine. Also, if anyone watched any of Sagas of Sundry, I highly recommend you play Dread. Because I still don't know if there's any other system that makes you that nervous about potentially dying than a yeah. Jenga tower. Yeah, I, saying, I think a lot of it comes down to what genres you want to play. When it comes to high fantasy, you know, D&D is kind of the, the, the mainstream top. Um, but there's adjacent ones like Dungeon World is a great kind of D&D light. Or it's a much easier system to jump into comparatively. Um, that's really good. If you want more, you know, kind of creepy Old West, there's Deadlands, which is a really good system. Um, if you want more sci-fi and more based on there's all sorts of crazy systems out there like Diaspora and Traveler. Paranoia. Paranoia. Paranoia is a great fun one. Paranoia is like baked in sarcastic British humor throughout the entirety of the project, so you would probably have a lot of you. Uh, are you going to run it at some point? Maybe. It's possible. Uh, we have time off from our main game. <laughs> I got it. Good question. Thank you. Thank you. How sensitive is the skin on the inside there? It looks like it's never seen the light of day. This is average British skin. Wow. Man, that's whiter than the rap you used to do. What's your name and where are you from? Hey, my name is Zach. I'm from Derbyshire. My question's for Sam. Uh, do you ever think there will come a point that not will consider putting a comma into her name? Oh, uh, um, possibly. Um, she uh, she's pretty she's pretty down on herself these days, um, and uh, but yeah, I think I think as as the troop has been uh, going together and and going on more uh, complicated adventures and stuff, she's getting. She's feeling her oats a bit more, and she's uh, started to come into her own goblin skin, and we'll see. I, I, I don't think that would happen uh, uh, unless something very drastic happened, though. though. Uh, Plus the paperwork to change your name. Totally. You gotta go to the... Especially in Whitestone. You gotta pen it in a paper. It's a whole thing. It's, yeah. It's a lot. Yep. Well, that well, was... the paper and ink is hard to come by. <laughs> That's a great question. What's your name? Um, I'm, I'm Lisa. Hey. I'm from Spain. And uh, I'm, I'm a DM for a lot of time, but it always feels like the first time. And I wanted to ask not only Matt, but everyone, because everyone is starting to DM, and especially Marisha, 
because as a girl, it's so difficult to DM and to find people who want you as a DM. A little tip, to, especially for starters and even for people who's been playing a lot of time and want to start DMing, and then a little tip or something. Uh, don't be intimidated by Matthew Mercer. <laughs> we, I think we are not intimidated. We all want to be him sometime. Like, but you have to start somewhere. Because I can't tell you how many times we hear from people like, I don't want to DM because I could never do what Matt does. And that's like kind of soul crushing. I've, um, I've been doing this for, you know, 23 plus years of my life. And for about 15 of them, I was terrible. <laughs> And even then, it's been a slow incline. And even then, there are things that I'm not very good at that you'll be much better at. Like, all, every GM and DM has their own skill set that their specialty, uh, you know, and the things that they're really good at are. And when you find those, you begin to kind of build your game around the things that you're really comfortable doing. Um, I would say, um, from, uh, one tip for me is, is for your game, no matter what you say stands. So even if the rules get messed up a little, as long as you confidently say, no, this is how it works, and the players have to respect that. And there is a little bit of confidence that comes with knowing that this is your game, you've taken the time to put this together, and the players can argue all you want, but your say is the final say. Thank you. Hi. Took some time once with my phone so you can. So my question is for everyone who's ever DM'd and like homebrewed items. What's the weirdest, quirkiest, funniest, or craziest item you have homebrewed? <laughs> for, <laughs> uh -oh. for, for my one shot, I made a bunch of, or for my one first one shot, I made a bunch of those little cards that Matt hands us when we find an item. Most of them weren't used, but uh, one of them was uh, a puddle of puke. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember. That. Uh, and then one was a fucking snake. Yes. And if you if you find it, it bites you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That was great. It said it on the card. It just it said, said a fucking snake. A fucking and then it snake. says it bites you. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. I, I was in a Tofos game that we, we found signs that just said NPC so we could blend in with a crowd that was running away from a monster and ended up backstage with all the other NPCs until they found out we were PCs and tried to kill us and we were just assaulted by very generic people. It was, it was amazing. Isn't that just a con experience? <laughs> yeah. Oh, where's my sign? Oh, no. I think I had a... I, was playing a one shot with uh, some of our friends, Sean and, and, and uh, Bender, back in the day, and I did and for the part of the one shot because they're longtime D and D players. So I just wanted to find ways to really mess with them, and so I would give them items throughout the game, but they'd have to figure out. I didn't allow identify spells at all, and I was like, you have to figure out these items by using it. And so there was one I thought was, it's a double-edged sword. He's like, what does it do? I'm like, you have to find out. And so every time he went and fought something and attacked something, it also slashed him back. <laughs> and so he's like, huh. I'm gonna figure this out. I'm just gonna start attacking things. And he slowly carved himself to death with his own sword. Oh, there's gotta be a trick. That's genius. Good question. Thank you. What's your name? Hi guys, um, Giuseppe. We saw each other yesterday. I'm the yeah, welcome back. The, from welcome Malta. Back. Oh, that's right. Um, I would like to ask you. First of all, thank you for coming to Europe. And, thank you for having me. Uh, 
Uh, I would like to ask you, between first campaign and second campaign, if you were not playing your own character, which one of the other characters you would have loved to play, uh, including NPCs? So which characters of your existing characters would you love to play? Yeah. Like, like body swap episode? Like Freaky Friday style? Yeah, kind of. Which one would you have loved to be? That's a good question. I like this one. Grog. Thank you. I, I think I would like to play Grog. I'm going to fail. Just because you said... Yeah. I, I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just because Matt said that. I think I'd want to be Scanlan so I could say terrible things and have everyone love me for it. <laughs> uh, I think I would be Bo, just because I've never had, never really played a cool character. <laughs> and I would love to know what that feels like to be cool and to like do cool moves and just be awesome. <laughs> Sure, sure. You keep, keep saying nice things to me, even though I say awful things. <laughs> I'd like to play a very high-level Clarota. That's a pretty dangerous combination. Uh, I'd probably play Sinecure's wife. <laughs> Just because Ashley spent the second half of the campaign looking for her. <laughs> That was that so meta. With no payoff. <laughs> What's in the box? Thank, Thank you. you. Thank hey. you very much. Love Malta. It's the new Malaysia. Hey, uh, my name's David. Hey. Uh, started running a stream called Legendary Actions, and I want to thank you guys. You guys gave me, like, the confidence to try it and fail, but, you know, keep pushing onwards and hope it gets better. So my question for each of you is, if you had to live somewhere in the world that has been made thanks to Critical Role, where would you live? That's good. Good question. Marquette. Yeah. Can I just vacation in Nolan's yeah. closet for the rest of my life? Never-ending vacation there. Uh, I, I, the weather's nice in Marquette. Um, and there's also some Fosaka. Some spice. You guys spice, by the way? They spice in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Zephyr, gotta, gotta go with Zephyr. Oh, that's definitely Gilmore's basement for me. You know there's some freaking <laughs> shit going on in there. That's where I would Gilmore's basement. <laughs> Nothing freaky, just classy. Yeah. He's a man of romance. <laughs> Story threads we never got to. No. Well, Percival's the one with the freaky basement. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Don't do the Gilmore voice, because you'll turn on Sam while he's wearing those shorts. <laughs> Let's go over here. What's your name? Hello, I'm Kai. I'm another German critter. <laughs> And yes, we all know Liam's tragic love affair with the German accent. <laughs> is it tragic? <laughs> Everything in Germany is tragic. 
before the German accent was the least cool ever. <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> but yes, I wanted the rest of the cast to tell me what is your favorite accent and which accent do you hate the most? <laughs> Good question. I'm going to get in so much trouble if I answer this. <laughs> <laughs> Who's not represented here? That's who we don't like the least. <laughs> I'll start. My favorite is the uh, Scotsbrug. <laughs> we didn't know already if I how often it comes up in our campaign, but... Yeah. Often with like harsh dwarves, which are just so over the top. Like Warcraft style dwarves, but like, you know, the, I still like the softer more a little too. It's fun. Um, I've met a lot of Scottish critters out here this weekend. It's been lovely. My, my least favorite, and only from a technical standpoint, is South African. Because it's right, I, it's, I love the accent, but it's so hard for me to do because it fits in this weird section between like Irish and British and Australian and other dialects that I already know. So whenever I try it, I can get about 30 seconds before I slip into any of the others. So it's just, it evades me and perpetually. And I did do a film with South African character and it drove me nuts trying to lock into it. So it's the one that, it's my white whale. Like one day I'll get there. That that was that was literally my my answer because there's like we always get like seven auditions that like that, that come in all of like South African I'm like and I, I've spent months trying to do it and it's impossible it's impossible there's like like stuff will come through for like Marvel stuff and like stuff oh god uh, my my favorite is Hawaiian especially Hawaiian pigeon is my like going Hawaiian to Hawaii, Hawaii and hearing someone like speak fluent like full pigeon especially when they're like really intense about something it's the coolest sound ever I wish I could do it it's so cool that's mine uh, I love I could listen to Matt's Cajun accent all day long the <laughs> turtle hey be careful what you wish for huh? <laughs> I love it. Um, uh oh, the shorts. Uh, uh, and my least favorite is, uh, I don't know, Yorkshire. Dude, you were never going to be invited back. I know, I know. Oh my god. Oh, you're going to be in so much trouble. Uh, my favorite accent is an Irish brogue. I can't get a fuck enough. Liam, Liam Neeson. What? Liam Neeson O'Brien. You fuck off, you. <laughs> and my, I, like, South African, I can't do it, it, but I love listening to it. Yeah. My least favorite is my own accent, the one that I listened to the most when I was growing up. Lois, Lois, get your kids across the street. What are you doing, Lois? <laughs> it's so melodical. Uh... I love a good New Zealand accent, a good Kiwi accent. They're just adorable. <laughs> uh, my least favorite is also Liam's home accent, but just Liam, not, not the rest of them, just him. You come into my house with that tongue? You come into my house? The fuck? I'm, Calm down, Cookie. I'm changing my answer. My favorite is Mauritius Scottish Dwarven Broke. Shots fired. Oh, hello. <laughs> Marisha, why don't any of your characters have accents? Just watch episode one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Oh my god. Well, guys, as a master of accents, first, oh, cool. <laughs> let's go over here. What's your Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Anna, and I'm from Sweden. Hi, Anna. Lots of Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my question in honor of you guys finally coming to Europe is um, in episode 108 of <laughs> that in Exandria, Celestial sounds like Swedish. Is this canon, or was it just a joke? <laughs> <laughs> if, if you've discovered... If you've discovered anything from watching the show, many things that are jokes become canon. <laughs> But no, honestly, like I, I spent some time in, in, in uh, Gutenberg years ago. Um, I actually love the way the Swedish language sounds. So. Actually, we get. So yeah, it's canon. That because that, that, when you consider, you can see things written, but none of the languages you have an example for how it's spoken or pronounced really in Dungeons and Dragons. And so we base a lot of things from our own experiences in the world. And for me, to, that, that that's a very pleasant sounding language to me, and I would want that to be what Celestial would sound like. better answer than that. Hey. Hi. What's your name? Hi, I'm Victor. Hello, Victor. Uh, and I, first of all, thank you for coming to Europe. Thank You're you. the best people ever. <laughs> but if you weren't, which monster from the Monster Menu would you like to rage vengeance like? Does it make sense? It does. It does. <laughs> I mean, that, that Rakshasa is a pretty, pretty deadly and devious thing. Um, I never understood the hands, but uh, yeah, that's for me the Rakshasa. Is well, really... well, the, the Rakshasa's hands are like that because it's an actual creature from folklore. Oh. Yeah, the Rakshasa, it, it, it exists in, in human folklore. Matt teaches me something every day. <laughs> it's amazing. So, Rakshasa? What's the most powerful? <laughs> the, there's a few. The friend. Yeah, the Tarask, sure. I'll be that, I'll be Godzilla. Cool, take my answer, cool. <laughs> Tell us it. I love T, I love a manticore, man. I'm a big fan of a manticore, I know. I would be a gelatinous cube and convention glomp you all to death with a hug. Matt? I was gonna say Tarrasque, because you know that's my favorite creature. In fact, if you, if you use D&D Beyond, you can click on the monsters and you can listen to the audio of the name pronounced. Me and Marisha had the opportunity to do the voices for a lot of those. And I got to say Tarrasque. And you listen, every other one's like, Red dragon, bugbear, owlbear, to rise. <laughs> I'll put a little extra stank on that one. Um, but you seem really upset that I stole your answer. We'll talk later. No, okay. <laughs> oh, dang. Um, but no, uh, outside of Tarrasque, um oh man, I would say probably Rust Monster. <laughs> 
Because anyone who's played low-level D&D and has come across one of those, especially if any sort of martial class, there is nothing more terrifying than just a little nasty bug that comes and goes, oh, is that some nice equipment you bought there? It'd be a shame if somebody turned it to dust. Good question. Good question. Good question. Yeah. And this is our last question. Thank you. All the way from Malaysia. Thank you. I came from Malaysia, and my my question is, there's been this huge resurgence in D&D's popularity, obviously, and I wanted to ask how you guys feel about your influence on this resurgence. I mean, we're we're one of of many, many factors that have brought this about, Um, and I mean, pride, excitement. A lot of us, you know, grew up in a time when this was something that was hard to find other kin with. You know, I, I know, at least for me, once I discovered this game and it, it helped make me who I was, it was so hard for me to find and scope out other people I could get excited about this game with. And then sometimes those people weren't the best people. And so for now, seeing it rise the way it has and find such wonderful, diverse community and bring together people from around the world you know, for the singular joy of storytelling is, uh, it's incredible, it's emotional, it's inspiring. We're honored that we're even part of this in some way. I mean, we, our group, we friggin' love this game. And we've loved it for years and it was this private little thing we did. And so it's mind blowing that we get to just get together and do this weekly and have carved out this story that we love so much. But the idea that all of you guys, well not all of you, but show of hands, how many people started playing after seeing our show for the first time? That's amazing. And the fact that we love this game and that we've made it so that all of you can discover it as well and then make your own stories, play it your own way, have your own adventures, find your own friends, that is humbling and the biggest blessing on, 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 on us. So, yeah, this whole inspiring. weekend has been amazing. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for showing us like that the world the world is is watching and responding positively to what we're putting out into it and um, and and thank you for teaching us that like you know this this thing that that Matt and and, and us have uh, started doing for fun is like spreading joy internationally and introducing you all to each other and it's like we've made this huge family and uh, we consider you all part of our family and so thank you for for sharing your stories that the more people that play Dungeons and Dragons will make the world a better, more joyful and accepting place. So, we're all adults playing make-believe. That's that's pretty cool. Um, But keep spreading the game and the joy because it, it could maybe become a shared language that could save us all. We love you guys. Yeah. Seriously, like, that never, that never. 
Facts and never lessen. A final note on that too. Uh, me and Marisha went to Malaysia on our honeymoon last year. It's a beautiful country. If you haven't been, recommended. It. It's gorgeous there. Yes. Love Thank it. you for coming out. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. We're gonna take a photo really fast, and then that's it. Oh, we're so, taking a photo. We're gonna take the photo right here. Oh, all of okay. you guys are gonna be in it. You guys are all gonna be in it. Okay, stay in the seats. Hey, we stay here? Okay. So, why don't you stick your hands nice in the air, make a noise as we take this giant are we looking critical roll selfie? <laughs> Can we get the lights up on the sides? Oh, house lights, please. Lights up. Oh, Sam, Sam, hey, start crossing and uncrossing your legs like Sharon Stone. <laughs> This episode included Solta of Rango or theme song by Bondedo Roll. The logo of the Rollis podcast is designed by Roland Kunz. You can find more amazing art by Roland Kunz on our T-Public store with apparels, mugs, and a, a lot of paraphernalia to fly the colors of the Rollis podcast at home or at work. So that's it. That was the last bonus of our series dedicated to MCM London Comic Con. That time, the Critical Role cast joined us there. There's going to be a final and third part, which I will release hopefully soon. Uh, I'm not working at the moment, so I got a bit of time, so I'm trying to catch up with my backlog. If you ever considered contributing to our Patreon, that would be the moment when I would appreciate it even more to allow me to continue investing in the show. It gives me also a little bit of time to experiment with the new things. So I joined TikTok. And I'm recording small 60 seconds maximum videos over there. And uh, some of them I repost as the realist vlogcast on our YouTube channel. Yeah, it's not as, not as well finished as the podcast, I, I would say. But uh, uh, it's a learning curve and uh, it's something new to try. And uh, yeah, yeah, and you, you can go there and maybe leave a comment and let me know if I have a face for podcasting. If you are listening to this before Wednesday 3rd of July, there's still time for you to join us in London for London Le Drinks and Dice. It's monthly, so if you miss it, you can come in August. But uh, yeah, it's with several RPG clubs, Phoenix Games Club, about which we've got a, a series of episodes. London RPG Community, about which we don't have a series of episodes yet, but I should record one in the near future. Again, I need to get rid of that long backlog of stuff already recorded. And there's also people from Dragon Meat, uh, who were one of the f what was who were the first club I did interview uh, with fine people there. Yeah, they've been regular visitors of the show. So if you want to meet some of them in person, the London and Drinks and Dice is one way to do so. Thanks to all the new people who join our listeners, because I see the numbers have been a bit growing those last few months. So it's very encouraging, very exciting. Please send me your comments on Twitter or any social media platform and. If possible, leave me one review on iTunes or Podchaser or Stitcher and uh, I will read it on the show with my French accent. This month, no new reviews. Sad face. But yeah, that's it. Uh, and you can catch up with me. I don't know if I mentioned that on the podcast show already. Uh, I posted some news about that. 
houseplay in a weekly game of Encounter Roleplay. It's a network with live Twitch streams of different role-playing games. And I'm playing 2080 Judge Red there at the moment. And before that, I played some Arctic Tulu. Yeah, actually, I talked about that because we were we did an episode with Virginia. So you can still catch up the Arctic Tulu on YouTube. You can catch up the previous episodes of our Judge Dredd series, which is extremely silly, on YouTube. You can watch them live every Friday at 5 p.m. EST. That would be 10 p.m. GMT. And you can also, I even recorded recently one about Grimmer Space, the new setting for Starfinder designed by a team including Sean Austin, the actor from Lord of the Rings, Stranger Things, The Goonies, The Engino Man. I like mentioning The Engino Man. Anyway. Thanks for listening. Come say hello to me anywhere you can. I would love to chat with you about what you think of the show or any RPG-related subject or maybe anime. I mean, I'm, I'm watching Konosuba at the moment, the second season, and I love it. Come talk to me about Konosuba. Hope to see you for our third and final part to the series dedicated to Critical Role in London. And in the meantime, have good games. Holy! Nós é tipo bem Jesus, todo mundo a gente ama Ainda mais se for gatinha, rola até levar pra cama A gente topa tudo, sapatão e bigodudo Na hora do piriri, cai em mim outra vesti Vai batuque! Rolê! 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 Solta o frango e vem com a gente Rolê! Rolê! I love the fact that, that uh, Kit Bus, our official artist in the first campaign, had a far longer line uh, than Frank Miller the entire weekend. That was pretty fantastic. The All the love in the world Frank to Frank Miller. Miller. Yeah, so legendary yeah. Frank Miller. He's phenomenal. That is crazy. But he's not Kit Bus, I mean. But also lots of love to Kit Bus, who is a good friend of the show and a good friend of ours. And it was so cool meeting you guys from all over the fucking planet, man. Amazing. Yeah. Gotta meet like a bunch of people from the CR Translate team, a yeah. bunch of fantastic artists and writers, and just general amazing community members. Thank you all for coming out. And uh, of course, Arsqueef. And of course, Arsqueef. Yeah. Uh, a legitimately fantastic gentleman. Um, this definitely will not be our last time to Europe, don't worry, because that was amazing.